0: Today's memoir is actually just an excerpt from a whole book um, called Brown Girl Dreaming. It's by an author named Jacqueline Woodson. She's really amazing. And she wrote her book, Brown Girl Dreaming, which is a memoir in verse. It's really unique because rather than being written in sentences and paragraphs, it's a memoir, but it's almost written in poetic form, like lines and stanzas. So it's a whole book, so I'm obviously not going to read the whole book, but today I thought I would read just a couple of excerpts because it's such a unique structure for a memoir. So for those of you who loved poetry um, and also love memoir, you can kind of blend the two together, get really creative, and um, see what you come up with. Try it out yourself. Let me know what you what you do. Anyway, here it is: excerpts from *Brown Girl Dreaming* by Jacqueline Woodson. February twelfth, nineteen sixty-three. I am born on a Tuesday at the University Hospital, Columbus, Ohio, USA, a country caught between black and white. I am born not long from the time or far from the place where my great-great-grandparents. Worked the deep rich land unfree, dawn till dusk, unpaid. Drank cool water from scooped out gourds, looked up and followed the sky's mirrored constellation to freedom. I am born as the South explodes. Too many people, too many years, enslaved, then emancipated, but not free. The people who look like me keep fighting and marching and getting killed so that today, February 12th, 1963. And every day from this moment on, brown children like me can grow up free, can grow up learning and voting and walking and writing wherever we want. I'm born in Ohio, but the stories of South Carolina already run like rivers through my veins. Second daughter's second day on earth. My birth certificate says, female Negro. Mother, Marianne Irby, 22, Negro. Father, Jack Austin Woodson, 25, Negro. In Birmingham, Alabama, Martin Luther King Jr. is planning a march on Washington, where John F. Kennedy is president. In Harlem, Malcolm X is standing on a soapbox, talking about a revolution. Outside the window of University Hospital, snow is slowly falling. So much already covers this vast Ohio ground. In Montgomery, only seven years have passed since Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a city bus. I am born brown-skinned, black-haired, and wide-eyed. I am born Negro here and colored there. And somewhere else, the freedom singers have linked arms, their protests rising into song. Deep in my heart, I do believe that we shall overcome someday. And somewhere else, James Baldwin is writing about injustice, each novel, each essay changing the world. I do not yet know who I'll be, what I'll say, how I'll say it. Not even three years have passed since a brown girl named Ruby Bridges walked into an all-white school. Armed guards Surrounded her while hundreds of white people spat and called her names. She was six years old. I do not know if I'll be strong like Ruby. I do not know what the world will look like when I am finally able to walk, speak, write. Another Buckeye, the nurse says to my mother. Already I am being named for this place, Ohio, the Buckeye State. My fingers curl into fists automatically. This is the way, my mother said, of every baby's hand. I do not know if these hands will become Malcolm's, raised and fisted, or Martin's, open and asking, or James's, curled around a pen. I do not know if these hands will be Rosa's or Ruby's, gently gloved and fiercely folded, calmly in a lap, on a desk, around a book ready to change the world. It'll be scary sometimes. My great-great-grandfather on my father's side was born free in Ohio, 1832. Built his home and farmed his land, then dug for coal when the farming wasn't enough. Fought hard in the war. His name in stone now on the Civil War Memorial. William J. Woodson, United States Colored Troops, Union, Company B 5th Regiment. A long time dead, but living still among the other soldiers on that monument in Washington, D.C. His son was sent to Nelsonville, lived with an aunt. William Woodson, the only brown boy in an all-white school. You'll face this in your life someday, my mother will tell us, over and over again. A moment when you walk into a room and no one there is like you. It'll be scary sometimes. But think of William Woodson, and you'll be all right. The Beginning I cannot write a word yet, but at three, I now know the letter J. Love the way it curves into a hook that I carefully top with a straight hat, the way my sister has taught me to do. Love the sound of the letter and the promise that one day this will be connected to a full name, my own that I will be able to write by myself. Without my sister's hand over mine, making it do what I cannot yet do. How amazing these words are that slowly come to me. How wonderfully on and on they go. Will the world's end, I ask, whenever I remember to. Nope, my sister says, all of five years old now, and promising me infinity. Hair night. Saturday night, smells of biscuits and burning hair. Supper done and my grandmother has transformed the kitchen into a beauty shop. Laid across the table is the hot comb, Dixie peach hair grease, horse hair brush, parting stick, and one girl at a time. Jackie first, my sister says, our freshly washed hair damp and spiraling over-toweled shoulders and pale cotton nightgowns. She opens her book to the marked page. Curls up in a chair, pulled close to the wood-burning stove. Bowl of peanuts in her lap. The words in her books are so small I have to squint to see the letters. Hans Brinker, or the silver skates. The house at Pooh Corner, Swiss Family Robinson. Thick books, dog-eared from the handing down, from neighbor to neighbor. My sister handles them gently. Marks the pages with torn brown pieces of paper bag wipes her hands before going beyond the hard-bound covers. Read to me, I say, my eyes and scalp already stinging from the tug of the brush through my hair. And while my grandmother sets the hot comb on the flame, heats it just enough to pull my tight curls straighter, my sister's voice wafts over the kitchen, past the smell of hair and oil and flame, settles like a hand on my shoulder and holds me there. I want silver skates like Hans's, a place on a desert island. I have never seen the ocean, but this too I can imagine, blue water pouring over red dirt. As my sister reads, the pictures begin forming as though someone has turned on a television, lowered the sound, pulled it up close. Grainy black and white pictures come slowly at me, deep, infinite, remembered. On a bright December morning long ago. My sister's clear soft voice opens up the world to me. I lean in so hungry for it. Hold still now, my grandmother warns. So I sit on my hands to keep my mind off my hurting head and my whole body still. But the rest of me is already leaving. The rest of me is already gone. The Butterfly Poems No one believes me when I tell them I am writing a book about butterflies, even though they see me with the childcraft encyclopedia heavy on my lap open to the pages where the monarch, painted lady, giant swallowtail, and queen butterflies live, even one called a buckeye. When I write the first words, wings of a butterfly whisper. No one believes a whole book could ever come from something as simple as butterflies that don't even, my brother says live that long. But on paper, things can live forever. On paper, a butterfly never dies. So those were some excerpts from Jacqueline Woodson's memoir, which is called Brown Girl Dreaming. In the announcement, I'm gonna put a link to the website where I read this from because it's so interesting to actually look at how this memoir is structured, since it, like I said, is not written in prose, which is what we call sentences and paragraphs, but it's written in verse, kind of like poetry. So go ahead and take a look at it and see how Jacqueline Woodson structured her memoir. And if you're feeling up to a challenge today and you have some extra time, Maybe even try writing your own memoir in verse. And if you do try it, please share it with me so that I can read it and um, give you some comments and some feedback, some compliments. Because it's a really, really cool and brave thing to try out. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Make sure you share it with me. See you later.